Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. The reason why we're not doing questions this week is because we're trying to streamline things for things that are happening behind the scenes that interest absolutely nobody. They don't even interest us. <laughs> like We're actually bored by it, but we're just trying to dive into things so that we can create content that we weren't sure we were going to be able to make. Since it is Labor Day, and at least here it's swelteringly hot, oh, I believe Xena is on board an arc right now, and... Megan is just in some part of the world that I'm not sure about, which may or may not be where she lives. I don't know. It's been a long day. It's so hot. It's so hot here. I know. It's supposed to be like 70s, not almost 100. Oh, gosh. That's okay. That will lead into something we're doing later. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to click around the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe it'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, you know, what has been filling your heart this week. Well, sure. So on Friday, I was invited to Universal Studios to check out Halloween Horror Nights. Megan was there. We saw each other in person. I know. No, I know. We did Megan, not. by the way. Do I? I said I'm taller than Megan, by the way. I just had to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so happy. I'm really short. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. This is my third year going. And this year, the event started on September 1st, and it's running to November 4th. So this is a lot longer than what they normally do. So there are like 10 haunted houses, five scare zones. One of my favorite scare zones, by the way. I absolutely love Vamp 69. Some of Blood. It's just amazing. I just wanted to be there and dance. Who cares if a vamp (laughs) will get me, you know? But, yeah, this one, uh, they did warn us with, you know, Halloween Horror Nights. You know, their tagline this year is never go alone. So it's just like, yeah, I could definitely see why. I feel like there's something for everyone. Um, Not that you guys asked, but I just quickly wanted to tell you my top five houses. And then I want to ask you, Megan, your thoughts. So um, I really love the darkest deal. I love the whole vibe of that house. That is just amazing. Also, Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. Had a good time there. The Last of Us house. Oh, my God. Blood Moon, Dark Offerings, and um, Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Like, I really enjoyed that one. So, Megan, tell us everything. Okay. So, going into this, I was not that excited about the Exorcist Believer house, especially when they told us it's basically, because the movie's not out yet, that it's a a living trailer. So, it's Mm -hmm. based on the trailer. And I'm like, well, I've seen the trailer. I don't know. Um I don't, I don't know that it's in my top five, but I was really surprised by the imagery in that. And I don't know about you, Zena, but I just, I have to point this out because there is a stretch in this house where there's mother written on the walls and, oh, you know, naturally, you, yeah, naturally you're like, oh, it's a horror movie. It's probably blood, except they're pumping smells into yeah. the house that lets you know it's excrement. And oh, I... No gagged when that hit my nostrils so you know if you are going beware that uh it is a very potent smell um and it's really gnarly so there's that um my favorite i think was blood moon dark offering this it's an original house that is like uh it's like almost children of the corn meets folk horror Mm -hmm. dialed up 
to an yeah. insane degree with the gore. Uh, really cool house. Super scary. Um, I really liked Yeti campground kills. Yeah, I liked the the production <laughs> design of that. It's basically like Bigfooty, just carnage destroying people um, in this little campy rural town. Um, I thought Universal Monsters Unmasked was also pretty fun. It's, yeah. it's I don't want to diminish these, but it, it's a mashup of. I'd like to call it the B squad of Universal Monsters. So you're going through, you know, you start out in in London. And it's actually raining on you when you step inside, but then, you know, you're encountering the Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and there's one more. What was the third, fourth one? Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, Phantom of the Opera. There you go. So those four in different kind of like scenes and stuff. Um, And yeah, I really did like, I mean, the, the darkest deal has a really cool story yes. that's that's like and I really like the demon designs too but it's it, what is the musician that it's based on it's it's you know that that famous de- musician sold his soul to the devil um, and then he got famous Bruce. Uh, Char- Charlie Johnson it's yes Johnson it's Johnson. John- no, Jack Johnson maybe that's just the name of or the Robert Johnson yeah but it's yeah. it's that very much that concept where you go in and he's like it's corn in his rural town and he's selling his soul and then how that plays out it's just a really cool demonic imagery in that too was that five i feel like that was five yeah it's robert johnson (laughs) robert johnson see there you go i wonder if that one is if it's connected to dr oddfellow's twisted origins because you know the even with um there's a scare zone where you know they're trying to get you to sell your soul to them and uh Oddfellow is in like mm-hmm. everything. So he's yeah. kind of the mascot this year. He's got his own dedicated house. And then every, he's in every scare zone. They're all different themes, but there's a different version of Oddfellow in every scare zone. So possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. So yeah, if you guys are, you know, in the Orlando area and you want to check out Halloween Horror Nights, we recommend it. It was a good time. Had a lot of fun. It was very hot as always. Just hot and sweaty. So hot and so exhausting. You know. And I yeah. didn't get enough Zeta. We but... did not get enough of each other. It was so it was... sad and terrible. But it's it's fine. Um but next yeah, time. We, next time for sure. So into the movies that I checked out um this week. It was a very busy week, but you know, I'm a person and I want to live my best life. So I checked out the Slother House in theaters on Wednesday. 2023. Yeah. So senior Emily Young wants to be elected sorority president. She adopts a cute sloth thinking it will help her win, but a string of fatalities implicates the sloth. The sloth. So yeah, again, I checked this out on Wednesday night and the theater was packed. I had such an awesome time. This is definitely a crowd pleaser. This one is silly fun. Okay. So if you're yeah. going in thinking that it's going to be something, you know, not silly, well, you're wrong. <laughs> the next hereditary starring a sloth. Yeah. So even Barbarian is, except a sloth. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. But usually everybody in the theater, they seem to have been having like a good time. Everybody got the memo. Okay. And so even though there's a killer sloth, um, it's just so cute. I don't care. Blood-soaked claws or not, I love you. And it's fine. It's it's fine if you want to murder a little peep. Just a little bit. Not me, though. So no <laughs> just sororities. Just sororities. <laughs> No spoilers, but I was wondering if someone in the movie, um, if they were going to say, Slaughter House, and they did. They say it more than once, so that just oh that made gosh. me really happy. Um, <laughs> but I'm just honestly just so happy that this movie exists. You know, it's ridiculous. I love it. Um, I, 
just feel like movies in general will never be the same after this one. So (laughs) if you want to have a good time, I recommend this one. And then I checked out Catacombs from 2007 on Folsom. So Victoria visits her sister in Paris and goes to a rave in the catacombs under the city on her first night. And uh, then there's something evil that's lurking in the tunnels. So I did watch this movie back in 2007, 2008, uh, when it first came out. And Pink is in this, the singer, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, She plays the sister Caroline. She's terrible. But yeah, so her sister, (laughs) Victoria, visits her. And she just, you know, it will change your life if you come here. So it's like, okay. So she goes, you know, there's something going on between the sisters. You can't really tell as the viewer at first. And it's just, you're thinking like, okay, if you have like a family member or a friend that's living in Paris, it seems like a good time to like check it out. It's going to be all funs and games and yeah, but it wasn't. Okay. So yeah, they were partying. <laughs> well, before we go into the party, Victoria, the girl from America, you know, um, she meets Caroline's friends and they're all just so immature and ridiculous. I mean, I would have just booked the flight back home or I would have got a hotel personally, yeah. but whatever. Then, you know, after she settles in later on that night, they go to this underground like catacombs, like rave. And yeah, there's so many people that's there having a good time, but there's something that seems a little bit off. Somehow Victoria, she gets separated from the group and she's trying to find her way out. Um, there's skulls and bones and, all kinds of things. I feel like if you're someone who likes, um, or, or even if you don't like it, I think you should still check it out. It's a very claustrophobic setup. You know, I love like how this movie looks. It feels very 2000s with the shaky cam, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie does have a twist. Maybe you might know, maybe you won't. Um, but I just had like a really good time watching it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to take some time to get to the twist. Um, but I do feel like it's worth it, especially if you're someone who enjoys 2000 horror. Also, if you are someone who is, um, if you're an only child, I bet that if you've seen this movie, I bet you feel really good about yourself because <laughs> I would. But yeah, I check it out. <laughs> How about you, Megan? Well, I finished what I started last week. I finished uh, the trilogy, My Super Psycho Sweet 16 Part 3. This one came out in 2012. I watched it on Apple TV and uh, Sky Rotter. She's finally ready to put her bloody past behind her, but she's uh, heading off to college. She hitches a ride with a girl who's also headed to college, the same college. They don't know each other. They just, you know, put out a call like Craigslist type sitch and um, they end up having a blowout and running into another guy um, on their detour because Sky happens to get an invite to her estranged sister, Alex's, uh, sweet 16 birthday party and they were not on good terms since the last movie um naturally there's uh some murder afoot and <laughs> naturally <laughs> naturally this is this natural for this series anyways um so i i kind of miss the cake the big cake death centerpiece mm. that kind of happened in the previous oh. movies but for uh drama's sake it's really delicious And I think the body count is a lot more brutal. I feel like they kind of upped the brutality of the body count here. So kind of trade off the cake with an extra gnarly few deaths there. Um, But yeah, it's nice. And I'm, I'm happy for Sky. I kind of wish Sky was like more well-known final girl since she did kick butt in three chiller, like three different slasher movies. It's basically all part of one same story. Um, but yeah, it's it's charming. I like it. And then because I was so utterly exhausted from Halloween Horror Nights because I spent all day in the parks before 
HHN, which was a really dumb plan. Um, and then water parked the next day. So, um, yeah, I basically did a Fitbit and it was like the equivalent of doing a half marathon on Saturday alone. So, um, my body is like, what kind of moron are you? A big one. Um, so I needed a comfort watch and I, um, noticed that, you know, Peacock has like a crazy amount of horror movies that they dropped on September 1st. So if you're looking for like extra Halloween watch lists, go to Peacock. Uh, I saw Slither was there, which made me bust out my Scream Factory Blu-ray. So you can watch it on streaming or you can, yeah. Um, but that's James Gunn's 2006 horror movie in which a small town is overrun by slithery slug aliens with one at the top, which is Henry Ricker, who's been, in, you know, kind of taken over by this creature. But yeah, it's a uh, it's really funny. It's a it's a slimy, gooey horror comedy from James Gunn. Um, so you get the horror grossness, but with the belly laughs. So yeah, it's a comfort watch. It was fun. That's what I watched. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's too much. <clears throat> I, I I went to a haunted house too. Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah, the Minnesota State Fair has had a haunted house there for oh, as long as I can remember. And my wife and I were kind of debating. We brought the kids and we dropped the kids off with the grandparents and we went back just so we could just walk around the fair, which we haven't done by ourselves in a long time. Yeah. And we were walking by the haunted house. We're like, well, we should go in. We had neither of us have been in there for well over a decade. I don't know if we'd ever been in there together. Uh-huh. And the person on the loudspeaker was like, come on into the haunted house. Five bucks gets you seven minutes air conditioning. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah. a great tell. And it was, it was almost a hundred degrees when we were there. And Minnesota State Fair is a massive deal and, you know, over 100,000 people a day. And we don't have anything else going on in this state at this time of year if you're not going to a cabin. So, and we went in and it was just, it, it's just a cute fun house or a haunted house. You know, Aww. people jumping out and they they can't touch you or anything. But yeah, it was just like a nice little bit of nostalgia as, from a person who's not a massive haunted house person. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, it's okay. It's cute. Yay. It had a couple of beers in me. It was perfect. And it got yeah. some air conditioning. And But before all that, I watched Xena's pick, 1983's Siege. Or self-defense, depending mm-hmm. on where you're watching it and who's calling it what. Which is on <laughs> Shutter. A gay bar is hit by a group of sociopaths and all the patrons are killed except for one man who escapes and takes refuge in an apartment occupied by a group of friends who will do anything they can to protect him and survive the siege. (laughs) All right, Zeno, why this one? Because I really enjoyed it. And I feel like Trace Thurman of the Horror Quarters, he described it perfectly Hmm. on his letterbox. He said that it's Assault on Precinct 13 meets Home Alone meets The Purge. And I feel like that Hmm. is pretty much it. Yes, that is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is that is exactly what you're going to watch in in 1983 Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, at first I was kind of watching. I was like, "All right, we're just leaning real hard into the homophobia right off the bat. Where that's what that's what we're doing to establish the bad guys." All right, yeah. And then you know, then you get to the Home Alone stuff, and <laughs> like they they take it seriously. They are mm-hmm. not okay with what's going mm-hmm. on. And I was kind of watching it like, okay, this is fine. You know, it's a home invasion type movie, whatever. But honestly, what really sold it for me was the absolute very last scene in the movie. Like I saw that and I was like, 
oh my god this completely changes the movie for me <sighs> like it kind of makes me want to go back like it actually made me like the movie so much more because at first you're kind of like wow so there's a like the 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 conceit of the movie that i didn't mention in the the little synopsis is the fact that there's a police strike and it's actually yeah. based on a mm-hmm. true a real life police strike that happened in canada i think at the around the, i think it might have been in the 70s and so the concept is like there's no cops around we can do whatever we want sort of thing mm-hmm. you're thinking that that's what it is and then you get to the end and there's it's just a simple scene and you're not really thinking anything of it and it would have been super easy to not even pay attention to at mm-hmm. that point, because it's it's kind of an interesting roller coaster of action, yeah. Where it's kind of like, all right, stuff's happening, and then kind of down, and there's some tension, but then a lot of stuff happens, and then it almost completely drops off. And you're like, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never actually seen a plot line, the 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 highs and lows that this one has. It was really kind of, um, not jarring, but just unexpected. So it kind of made me like, wait, we're only an hour in. Like, why, mm-hmm. why is there, like, this lull happening now? And, and then, yeah, like I said, the last scene, which I'm not going to spoil for anyone because I think you should go see it because, for me, I think the last scene really sells the movie. I think it kind of takes it from that self-defense, home invasion-type movie to, mm. oh, like, that's just a cool little conceit that we didn't know about that you could have known right off the bat, but it would have changed the entire movie for you from the beginning. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that it was just, like, right at the end. And I, I liked it. I, so largely thanks to that last movie I or that that last scene I really I really did enjoy it like it kind of it helped elevate the movie for me awesome stuff yeah I feel like um if you're someone who have like some tension that you want to you know relieve (laughs) this is the perfect one because as the viewer you will definitely be rooting for those bad guys to die horrible horrible deaths and they do yeah they do a a real good job never mind no one heard me No one heard me. What was that? It was a bird. Okay. That's okay. No one's listening. It's just the three of us. It's just the yeah. three of us. Yeah. <laughs> and then my wife and I watched Megan's pick, 2015's The Final Girls, which we rented on oh. VOD. I think it was $3.99 for HD on Amazon. Nice. A young woman grieving the loss of her mother, a famous scream queen from the 1980s, finds herself pulled into the world of her mom's most famous movie. Reunited, the women must fight off the film's maniacal killer, which I knew none of that going into it. So why this one, Megan? This is a movie I'd recommend no matter the situation, but it just Mm. felt like a perfect date night movie for the balance of heart and comedy um, riffing on the slashers that we grew up with. Yeah, Yeah, I, I was we watched it last night. And I kind of feel like now I missed an opportunity. Like I should have written some things down, like okay. what like my wife thought about it, sort of uh, thing, instead of my after the fact thought. But like an hour in, she kind of turned to me and she's like, "I am really digging this movie." Yeah. Like, like yeah, like it, it was, it was such just a great balance of <laughs> because it's the familiarity of the slasher genre. Right. And it's clear what they're, what they're riffing off of when you watch mm-hmm. it. Not going to give it away because go watch it yourself. Yeah. But it's the familiarity. But it's not like, you know, like Cabin in the Woods still had some tension and scares kind of thing. Yeah. This doesn't. Like, I didn't feel tension or scares at all. And I didn't care. 
Right. Like it was it's about the characters be, because right. it's funny and it's heartfelt. And honestly, the cast of characters, every yeah. time someone came on the screen, we're like, wait a second. I know them from what I'm like, how, yeah. how did they get all these, these well-established actors to be in what's otherwise just a sm- fairly small indie horror movie with, with a silly premise. But it was, it was heartfelt and sweet and well-acted and amazingly funny like in so many parts and it was it it, it was a very uniquely charming movie in a way that you don't necessarily see in satires that much i'd say like the closest thing would probably be tucker and dale versus evil for me yeah while there is suspense in that at the end especially it's not like to me scary suspense no no you know it's chase scenes type suspense so it's kind of like that where they're not trying to make it horror, but it's a love letter to horror at the same yeah. time. <laughs> and yeah. it was just like I said, it was just really sweet. And uh, um, oh, I feel so bad. I should have wrote down. It's Vera Farmiga's younger Taisa. sister, Taisa from Vera, who, mm-hmm. if you don't recognize the name, and I couldn't remember her off the top of my head either, American Horror Story. She is and the, the nun. Daughter. One and, and two. Nun, yes. She's. Uh, she's the daughter in murder house and she's in many of the seasons. And I was like, wait a second, that guy was in hunger games. Like I remember him from like drunk history and that guy from like, it was just like all these, like you, you kind of knew everyone you saw. I'm trying to remember. Was it Tina? Uh, Cherry pie. Che- yes. <laughs> she was so damn funny. <laughs> she's so good. She was the only actor who I wasn't kind of familiar with or didn't look familiar to me. And some of the lines she had, we were like quoting after <laughs> she said them. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, it was just like, yeah, no, it was a really fun premise. There's definitely it even made me cry. Oh, Aww. yeah. There's definitely parts where it was like, holy crap. Like, but it's not like it wasn't cheesy heartfelt. It was genuine. Yeah, it was just really well acted. They didn't make it so over the top that you're not like, yeah, like I can't even imagine how painful this would be in this moment to be presented with that situation. Um, so yeah, no, fantastic pick. Loved it. But wait, did you, did you like Tina's dancing? <laughs> I, I enjoyed the fervor she put into it. The fervor, yes. I don't know under the same circumstances that I could have done as good of a job. So <laughs> I'm going to give her a solid 9 out of 10. Although the drug tests are going to come back and hurt her in the scores <laughs> later. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to write down her thought, your wife's thoughts next time. So I, I do. I we should. know whether yeah. she gives it a thumbs up. You yeah, know. yeah. She absolutely gave this one a thumbs up. Um, but yeah, I, I should get at least a pull quote from her or something. To <laughs> yeah, get a on. get a wife pull quote. We'll yeah. put that on the poster. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? So I checked out the Slaughterhouse in theaters and Catacombs on Balsam. I watched my Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen Part Three on Apple TV and Slither on Blu-ray, but it's also on Peacock. And I watched 1983's Siege. Just the word Siege. Siege, Siege, however you say it. There's a lot of movies called The Siege, so it's kind of like the triangle. Like, it's not the easiest thing to find. But it was on Shudder, and I rented 2015's Final Girls on Amazon Prime. All right, before we move on, I need homework. And Xena, you're up first for uh, Sunday 
uh, Sunday fun day, Sunday skit, Sunday horror. Okay. Date night, date night horror. Night. Yeah, um, yeah. Since you were saying that you have Paramount Plus, um, mm-hmm. have you checked out Significant Other? No. Yes. Is this a good one to watch with my Significant Other? Yes. I feel like it is. Nice. <laughs> All right. How about you, Megan? Just for me. Have you seen The Pact from 2012? No, I have not. That's on Tubi. I have been loving Tubi lately, too. They have been throwing a lot of phone footage stuff out there, and I appreciate it. I have already rewatched Hell House LLC and Grave Encounters. And I will probably rewatch some more. <laughs> All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? The power of Taylor Swift compels the exorcist believer <laughs> to bump up its release date. Oh. All right. <laughs> um, originally, exorcist believer was scheduled for theatrical release on October 13th, but now it's going to bump up uh, one week earlier because, uh, as Jason Blum tweeted, or X'd or whatever, we're just going to say tweeted because it's stupid. Yeah, Anyways. Or tweets. <laughs> yes, uh, he tweeted, look what you made me do. Referring to Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, she is uh, she's teamed up with AMC to release that uh, in theaters mm. on October 13th, taking some uh, prime oh. Halloween real estate. She it's already like pre-sales are insane. That's so a, yeah, I've heard she's already broken like box office records, and I'm still is, gonna say leave October alone. I know it's <laughs> there's crazy. a war on Halloween that I will not stand for. <laughs> you don't draw the ire of the Swifties. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, so I know my place. That's claimed that release date. So Exorcist Believers moving to October 6th. Uh, a side note, though, I do think that Blum missed out on the opportunity to embrace, uh, instead of Barbenheimer, we could have had Exorcist Swift. So shame on yes. Blum for that. <laughs> do you guys think that it's true? Because I've, I've read some stuff where people were saying how like a lot of Taylor Swift fans are also horror fans. Right. Um, so it's just like they, you know, they were expecting them to go open in weekend as well. So they didn't want to be in competition. So do you guys think that that's true that they are? Fa- I mean, I don't know anyone who's like a crazy Taylor Swift fan. Well, I, I don't know, know anyone a who's a few, crazy. So, huh? Yeah, I don't know anyone who's a cr- crazy Taylor Swift fan that didn't just go to the concert. Mm-hmm. What well, wasn't it super hard to get tickets though? Oh yeah, the, yeah. the people the I know. Uh, yeah, yeah the people exactly. I know got tickets paid. Paid more money than, you know, I, as much as I love my daughter, uh, I'm not paying that much so money for So she's going to make you spend Friday the 13th uh, seeing Taylor Swift in theaters. She can make my wife. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go see The Exorcist on the day it was supposed to be in theaters. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, if you need a refresher, David Gordon Green directed the brand new sequel to The Exorcist for Universal, Blumhouse and Morgan Creek, that is paving the way for a new trilogy, or it's the first entry in a new trilogy. Um, so yeah, a reminder, October 6th now, not Friday the 13th. Uh, full synopsis is since the death of his pregnant wife in a 
Haitian earthquake 12 years ago, uh, Victor Fielding has raised their daughter, Angela, on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear in the woods, only to return three days later with no memory of what happened, it unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and, in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like it before. Chris McNeil, played by Ellen Burstyn. So, yeah, there's that. And uh, speaking of Blumhouse horror, this Halloween, Universal and Blumhouse bring Five Nights at Freddy's to the big screen for the very first time. And they've released a new trailer as of last week that's available online. Uh, Universal Pictures will release Blumhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's in theaters and on Peacock, same day, beginning Friday, October 27th. Uh, So, yeah, you can check the trailer out now. And this latest trailer is home to some brand new footage from the upcoming movie, introducing its animatronic characters, Foxy, Bonnie, Chica, Freddy, and their collective lust for blood and mayhem. Um, although it is PG-13, so don't don't get carried away. But yeah, in the, in the film, a troubled <laughs> security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. It's directed by Emma Tammy, who previously directed The Wind and Blood Moon, and it's written by Scott Cawthorn, Emma Tammy, and Seth Cudback. Um, and it stars Josh Hutcherson, um, who is in The Hunger Games and Tragedy Girls, and Matthew Lillard, Elizabeth Lale. <laughs> It's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Um, but I'm mostly excited for Jim Henson's Creature Shop handling the iconic monster animatronics. So, yeah, the new trailer, I think the first trailer was like, yeah, okay. And this one's like, oh, this looks fun. So if it is as fun as the trailer advertises, then I think it'll be a good Halloween weekend movie. Nice. I don't know. And then the thing that is most Halloween to me. I'm very excited about this. Uh, everyone's favorite killer doll is headed back to the small screen this Halloween. So Chucky season three is coming. I was worried because obviously there's strikes going on and um, delaying things, understandably so. Hopefully the AMPTP will, you know, pull up their britches and pay people what they're <laughs> worth. But anyways, um, so I wasn't sure if this was coming. I think after two seasons, I've quickly associated it with Halloween because it comes every October. And luckily, this is coming. Um, It's going to premiere both on USA and Sci-Fi on October 4th. And uh, in season three, this this announcement, the trailer dropped for this. But he's headed to the Oval Office. He's going with Chucky's taking on the White House. Hmm. Um, The official trailer previews his brand new reign of terror in... Uh, yeah, the White House. Every kill counts this time. <laughs> and Devin Sawa has been playing different characters every season, sometimes, well, frequently more than one per season. He is back, and he's playing the president this time. Mm. So very, very fun. Uh, Jennifer Tilly will also be back, which is good because Yay. she needs to be back. Um, yeah, and unlike previous seasons, uh, Don Mancini's hit television series, uh, the new episodes will be streaming the next day on Peacock. So you have two different ways to watch either sci-fi and USA on the day it airs. And you could also check it out on Peacock the next day if you are a cord cutter, which yeah, I am. So that's really awesome. So no real official plot synopsis beyond that. And I'm not going to go into any plot details of where we left off in season two in case you need to catch up but i will note that they did just add this weekend season two on peacock so if you need to catch up now you can easily so there you go i did briefly almost convince my wife that we would go as chucky and tiffany for halloween Hello. so close she be 
unfortunately. Oh, wow. But we have been to Spirit Halloween twice in two days. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We're, we we almost have all our Halloween decorations up, and it is extensive. Just inside the house. Oh, I want pictures. Uh, I can. It's my wife has been working. Oh, <laughs> I love this. We got lots. All right, listeners, your turn. Do you take weird stances on horror like I do while still mildly scared of the wrath of hordes of teenage girls? Do you love not having to leave the house as much as me and appreciate Peacock releasing movies same day? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bediscussingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clues in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So, on Friday, the 8th, we have The Nun 2. It will be hitting theaters. In 1956, France, a priest is murdered, and it seems an evil is spreading. Sister Irene once again comes face-to-face with a demonic force. Then we also have My Animal. This will be available in limited theaters. Heather, an outcast teenage goalie, falls for newcomer Johnny, an alluring and tormented figure skater. As their relationship deepens, Heather's growing desires clash with her darkest secret, forcing her to control the animal within. This one has a really cool movie poster, by the way. And then we also have Megalomaniac. This will also be in limited theaters. Our Megan says that this one is a conversation starter. It's a brutal one. It's a very okay. brutal one. So we just have to keep a lookout on that one. Um, and then we also have Blood Flower. This one will be hitting Shudder. A young apprentice healer tries to suppress his supernatural abilities so he can fit in with the other kids. But when a malicious spirit breaks out in his apartment, he decides to use his abilities while while um, darkly while his darkly family secrets are revealed. I just watched this one and I was going to talk about it, but then I was just like, oh yeah, I remember Catacombs. I had so much fun with this one. That one is, it's so, (laughs) I really enjoyed this one. There's going to be a lot of movies that are familiar that you've seen when it comes to this Mm -hmm. one, but I like the voice of the director. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, and apparently this is um, one of Shudder's first Malaysian horror films, original horror films to hit Hmm. Shudder. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Then we also have Good Boy. This will be available on VOD. Sigrid thinks she met the perfect match in Christian, but there's a catch. He lives with a man who acts like his pet dog. Trying to be open-minded, she continues the relationship, but soon notices soon notices an insidious undertone to Christian. So last month, I talked about this on TikTok, and it kind of went viral because I was going to do a trailer reaction. And you guys know I, I don't always watch, you know, trailers. Right. So- the trailer for for this one and yeah um it went viral so for sure i'm going to be watching this one then we also have shadow island this will be available on vod strange and mysterious occurrences plague a meteorologist when he travels to a deserted island to investigate his father's death then we have the unbinding this will be available on vod after finding a strange statue in the catskills hikers become the target of a chilling paranormal phenomenon as the activity escalates occult researchers greg and dana newkirk are called to uncover the truth behind the haunted artifact then also on friday because there's still more (laughs) eight found dead this will be available on vod two couples take a weekend getaway in the middle of the desert only to discover that their airbnb is already occupied a long bloody night ensues then on monday the 11th Come True will be available on Shutter. So this movie was released in 2021. I know John's a fan of it. A fan of it. Yeah. Megan, did you like this one as well? I did. Okay, so this one is a dark trio approved, and you know we love anything 
Anthony Scott Burns. So in this one, a teenage runaway takes part in a sleep study that becomes nightmarish. And then she just starts to descend into a frightening examination of the power of dreams. Best portrayal of dreams in movies ever. For sure. I agree. Then we also have on Tuesday the 12th, um, if you missed Cobweb as well as Insidious the Red Door in theaters, and for some reason you didn't watch it on VOD or on digital, you'll be able to own it on DVD or Blu-ray. And then also Bloody Disgusting TV is available as well as Screenbox. Screenbox has a whole bunch of movies that are out um, this month and some new stuff that's coming as well. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok at BeDisgusting, which is run by our very own Xena. That's me. That's me. <laughs> so for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bye.